Welcome to Winnie Tales. I'm your host, Julianne Neal, and we're here with Bruce Anderson and friends with all of our favorite horse stories, pony legends, and unicorn yarns. Tune in each week to hear from Bruce with a Nature's View training tip, as well as conversations with some of our favorite horse lovers. Remember, the joy's in the ride. Hi, Julianne. We're sitting on the back porch, and I guess this is going to be one of those Training Tip Thursday podcasts. Are you ready for that? I'm waiting patiently to find out what it is you're going to ask so I can run off of the mouth. <laughs> well, I figure we've had a couple of interview times with people, and um, it would be a good time to take a break from that and have Training Tip Thursday. So the past couple of times that we've had clients in, um, you've worked on... Just so you know, it's Wednesday, okay? Unless, of course, you're putting that out tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Okay, then, people. Pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> Today is supposed to be Thursday, even though it's Wednesday. Well, it, it takes me a day to kind of get my act together. Okay, then. <laughs> so so now, you know, now you know the rest of the story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this will be broadcast as Training Tip Thursday. I got you. And to be honest, Training Tip Tuesday sounds even better when you say it. So, and our next one maybe it'll come out on a Tuesday, but which most probably is going to be taped on a Monday. Probably so. And I, I'm really excited. Next week's podcast is going to feature Lynn Carn, who we've been talking about for a while now. Which is funny you know. because Caroline actually, the artist Caroline. Mm-hmm. I believe was listening to her podcast and she heard that they they talk about this guy uh, who, what was it? The Bruce isms. Bruce isms. That's what Lynn says all the time. So it's like she heard these Bruce isms on Lynn's (laughs) podcast. And so she was like, wow, I know who that is. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we'll have to call Caroline and, and do a talk with her coming up soon, too. Absolutely. She's doing fantastic things with her art, with Alpha Mare art. Um, right now, there are tons of trucks going by, so I'm going to pause. That's awful. We may have to sit inside. You're listening to Winnie Tales. This episode of Winnie Tales on the Porch is brought to you by Rosalind Moore and Claire Day Spa. Thanks for your support. Hey guys, I am Rosalind, the owner of Clear Day Spa and also a sponsor here on Winnie Tales. And I'm just hanging out here with Winston, giving him a little groom down with some Espana silk. And boy, oh boy, does this stuff smell good. So uh, if you're ever in Camden, South Carolina, don't hesitate to come by Clear Day Spa for a massage. Or if you would like an intuitive reading, you can also go to my website and book one there. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Julianne. Here we are again for Winnie Tales. We actually usually stay on the porch, but it was too loud on the porch tonight. All the cars driving by, I don't know. We were, um, we had to move to a different location, so hopefully we will feel as much in tune with nature inside as we usually do. It's a fancy equipment that's picking up everything. Oh yeah, it's nice, but yeah, the trucks or something is bad timing. I miss the chickens and the roosters instead, but... 
Anyway, so how was your day? It was good. I had a long talk with one of the ladies that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. And then we are working with my friend Sarah, who also helps us with some of the horses that we work with. She rescued a horse. And one of the problems, one of the problems, the big problem was it didn't want to have anything to do with the horse trailer, no matter what size trailer. So we've been working on that and we've almost come to the end of that journey, which is sort of interesting because she would be a good one for you to talk to because since she has started this journey with this horse, prior to that, she wasn't necessarily, how should I put it? willing to go in the round pen with us <laughs> and it's kind of cool to see not only the transformation of the horse through the system but also her transformation and how much she sees it's benefited her personally so it's kind of cool to see those two aspects and today was the first day that she was able to self-load this horse which we call Bing, i.e. Freeman, into her new um, two-horse trailer with a ramp. And that was big. She loaded it by herself and closed everything up by herself. And he stood in there quietly. And then when we got to the farm, she offloaded him by herself. And he came off nice and quietly. Is it totally finished? No. But three weeks ago, let's say for argument's sake, four weeks ago, I think we've got maybe 26 hours into this horse, 28 hours into this horse. And it's not just trailer loading, a bunch of other stuff. But it's kind of cool to see in 28 hours, considering He's eight years old, so think about how many hours that has been. Uh, So in 26 hours, compared to how many hours in eight years, um, there's just this great transformation, not just with the horse, but we're talking about the horse, where he's able to not only go on the trailer, but she self-loaded him today and he just stood there. And not only that, but we worked on, for example, long lining, which it was the third time me long lining him. And the first time we long lined him, he was having a really hard time with the pressure created by that. And today we actually went on walkabouts, long lining. And it's kind of cool to see instead of him shutting down and then fighting, um, he's actually working through stuff. Um, so you can see hope really coming to life for him. That's really cool. You know, she, we did speak with Sarah a week ago, a week and a half ago That's on the right. podcast. Yeah. yeah. So good update from that. I'm glad to hear it. Well, so it'll be interesting to have a follow-up, I guess, at some point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. From her point of view. Well, and the cool thing, I'm about a week behind posting some of the podcast episodes on YouTube. Those are videos, and so there's a little bit of video footage of him with the fancy um, equipment that you guys have set up over at Squeaky's with all the different things hanging down that he has to go through and 
um, it's, it was just, it was fun to, to film that last week, so good update, good update. And it's sort of interesting because I'm also finishing up, for now anyway, um, he's a yearling, maybe going on to two. He is a Connemara gelding, and we actually work with him, I think we put in 16 hours, which was just under... I think it was three weeks long, I worked with him. And we stopped working with him at the end of June. And we're now at the end of August, oh no, October. Mm -hmm. And so he's been off in a field for that length of time. And the lady's coming to pick him up on Saturday and wanting us to, she had a long list of things that she wanted him to be able to do. Cross tie, pick out his feet, or even if they have to shoe him, um, groom him and stand there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we um, started it back again this week and it's kind of cool after having, what, three, four months off, he just picked up from where he left off and loaded straight into the trailer by himself, took him up, worked with him in the round pen, um, Today we long-lined him around the yard. He wasn't sure about a lot of things. And that same thing that you were talking about, the obstacle. Mm -hmm. um, I hand-walked him through it the other day, and today he long-lined through it. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool to see, you know, them taking this, this knowledge and sort of able to find balance between the two worlds. That's great. Well, it, since this is Training Tip Thursday, um, I think that the conversation we've had so far leads right into what I was going to ask you to talk about. Trailer loading is one of the big things that people are always asking you to help with. And so whether you know, you're sitting on the back porch and you get the call from somebody over at the equine park or whatever that can't get their horse on the trailer after the show or whether it's somebody calling for help with a problem loader from long, long, long ago, it's always something that horse people want to know about. And so when I see you go in and work with horses, it's not about the trailer loading. And you always tell people that. And so, so what, would you, what would you say is, is the big obstacle for people who have a problem with that? Why does, why does that problem start in the first place? <laughs> um. The question is, how far do you want us to break that one down to? <laughs> Not that far. <laughs> um, I, I think that the the shortest mm, the shortest answer, or one of the one of the answers, would be um, pressure. And I actually was thinking about this the other day. The work we do is natural humanship, not natural horsemanship. And the reason why it's called natural humanship, which understand when I, that name evolved, I didn't sort of decide to call it that. That's the name that evolved. And I'm realizing as I go on down this road, um, that the reason that's the name that I came up with is that we're not working with horses. In working with horses, we're working on ourselves. Um, and balancing ourselves. And it all goes back to pressure. Um, I found that we are missing three pieces consciously. We have them in us, 
but the world we have created doesn't foster it. And actually just the opposite, you're sort of almost set up to fail. So with that said, when it comes to trailer loading, to me, it's not the trailer, but the pressure created by the trailer. And, and it's not about getting the horse on the trailer. That's the easy part. It's having the horse stay on the trailer safely <laughs> is the hard part. And for that to happen, you need to build the horses, what I call the mental tools up. And at the same time, recalibrate its muscle memory. So in a sense, trail loading is sort of almost living a whole lifetime within that session. Um, so it, to me, it's not just the horse that has a problem, but the human. Because when you can't get the horse on, you perceive you've done something wrong. And now you start beating yourself up, which funny enough, the horse senses that, which is what's so great about the horses. They pick up on that. And at that moment, because we're telling the horse what to do, when to do, how to do, at that moment, you're actually proving to the horse that you're not in control. Because if you stop and think about that little segment of the three pieces, and that is, I have a picture, but most people believe that I know what to do, when to do, how to do, to accomplish that picture. And a lot of that conditioning is because of the world we grew up in. And I truly believe that that is the wrong approach. Absolutely the wrong approach. Because you're asking the horse to give up control to you, to go into this thing that's making him very uncomfortable. But yet, in you, trying to get the horse into this, you're deciding what to do, when to do, how to do, but you expect the horse to give up control to you and do what you're telling it to do, when to do, how to do. And that's sort of a contradiction. You're, you're almost not, you, well, you're not almost, you are not setting an example. In fact, what you are doing is contradicting what you're asking of the horse, which is not to go on the trailer, but to give up control to you but you can't give up control to the horse. And so therefore, it's what I call double-tonguing. You're asking one thing, but you're doing something totally opposite, which is contrary to what you're asking of the horse. It always seems like somebody calls on the morning of the horse show when they're already upset and already hurrying to get to somewhere, or, you know, there's always that pressure, added pressure of something like that, instead of worrying about building the foundation and mental tools before it's time to even even think about a horseshoe. Absolutely. But if you think about it, it's, in going to the horseshoe, again, you, you have this, I need to be there by a certain time because I need to set up or I need to school or blah, blah, blah. And not only that, but in going to the horseshoe, you are already putting pressure on yourself because you don't want to mess up. You This is where you get to perform and, and sort of show whether it's others, yourself, whatever, that you have learned something. So you're under pressure as it is. So right off the bat, you know, you're under pressure. So it's almost like your glass is almost full. 
with pressure and there's no much, much more room. And then when the horse senses that and he decides, hmm, I'm not gonna go on, it's almost like you overflow into what I call tyrant mindset, which is simply means that you're overreacting, underreacting. And then why does it happen at the end of the show? Well, by the end of the show, you're so physically and mentally exhausted that all of a sudden all you wanna do is go home and you're like tired and possibly the show was not as good as you would like for it to have been. So uh, once again, your glass is almost full, if not trickling over the edge. And now this horse doesn't wanna go home. It's like, but we're going home. <laughs> you would think that he'd be like, make way, I'm coming in. And it's usually not the case. Yeah. And again, because you said, Julian, we haven't done our homework, you know, but it's not, what I found is not the people's fault because they don't know. Mm -hmm. So this is what we, our journey is, is to show how horses are so important for our well-being, if not our survival, more so than ever before. So and trailer loading is one of the avenues, one of the, the, the ways that we go about and show um, how the system, nature's view, uh, natural humanship actually highlights the horse and where it's about working on you and breaking some of the habits that are not a reflection of you, but actually a reflection of our conditioning, although you perceive it's yourself. That's exactly right. So I guess for our training tip Thursday, the best thing to do would be to check out our one of our videos, which is a, a segment on trailer loading. And if you would like to do that, you can always go to Film Festival Flicks. To me, trailer loading just seems to be one of those things that people are always asking about. And I think on our next Training Tip Thursday, we're going to focus on some of the people activities that I've seen you do in most, the most recently. And one that it comes to mind right away is finding the middle of the round pen and all the, all the fun that goes into that. But I think we better save that one for another day. What do you think? Well, I, I think the interesting thing that you bring that up is, again, as I go down this journey, which I, in a sense, consciously did, consciously did not choose to start, it sort of, I fell upon it. One of the things that I realize is in doing what I'm doing, this is my journey that I share with others to where I'm finding balance within myself. I call it finding the Bruce. Uh, as opposed to a Bruce. And it's quite difficult, but at least I feel now that I'm living as opposed to before I was just existing. Now, what's interesting about finding the middle is one of the first exercises that I do with people. Um, yes, there is going to usually be a horse in the round pen, but there are a number of different exercises that you do before you actually get to interact with the horse. That way I get to see whether you're worthy or not to interact with a horse. And it wasn't until recently that I truly understood a lot of the value of that first exercise. And that's the interesting thing that I found about what we do. Uh... You're listening to Winnie Tales, the official podcast of Nature's View and the Marley Project, brought to you by JA Media Productions. The interesting thing 
in doing what I do, the best way I could describe it is I'm a miner, kind of like a coal miner to where what I'm doing is mining for this unseen thing. So it's not coal or oil or anything of the sort, but it is natural and it's been buried for a long time. So what we're doing in, on this journey is mining this information, this knowledge, processing it, and at the same time going through the process myself and in processing it, one of the toughest parts is putting into words what I'm feeling from acquiring this, this raw product. So what I found was in this exercise that we do finding the middle, I found another little gem and it's actually pretty cool because I talk about the two worlds, nature's world and people's world. So the thing about it is that when we talk about finding the middle, when we do that segment, it's going to be a cool piece because it's sort of like you're going to be introduced to the two worlds, people's world, the world we've created, nature's world where we created for, but it also is going to introduce you to one of the things that has evolved is to me, the culture that, well, the world that we live in, the culture that we have created in people's world is survival or to survive, we need to take something that is less and use it to enrich ourselves. Whereas in nature's world, which is what the work nature's view fosters, is actually taking something that is less and don't take the word literally less as one is weaker than, it's just you don't have that knowledge. In nature's view, it's about taking something that is less and lifting it up. And the byproduct is you shall be lifted up. And therefore we get to become the stewards that we're meant to be. So in doing this exercise of finding the middle, it allows you very clearly, and I mean really clearly, to observe yourself literally in working in the round pen with the horse as to where you're conditioning more lies. So on one hand, you're gonna see how, if you're more conditioned to people's world or influenced by people's world or influenced by nature's world, and at the same time, you then are going to see another side of finding the middle, which then allows you not just and that's what I find very interesting. You, you read a lot of books, you listen to a lot of things, and they're always talking about the problems. You have this problem, that problem, but nobody's giving you a solution. Um, in, in, in this exercise, not only are you going to see yourself, but you also are going to have the opportunity to, and this is all experiential, you're also going to have an opportunity to practice changing that behavior if you are not happy with the behavior of what you're doing in this exercise. And in a sense, that one exercise is, is sort of laying a foundation and allowing you the opportunity to choose. And the neat thing about nature's view is you don't want the picture to, to happen. 
you would like for the picture to happen for it's not about accomplishing the task but what we do every step of the way which defines you so yeah i think that's going to be a fun a fun conversation we um are setting it up actually for next week we'll be speaking with lynn carnes of creative spirits unleashed and i think the really cool thing is that when she's brought clients um over the past year or so they're the ones who that that exercise has really been um an interesting thing to watch and it's it's great when you have people who are really coming and and going through the workshops and really interested in self-reflection and, and that sort of thing and horses are a powerful powerful way to look into that so it'll be a great talk and that's our next week podcast so i guess we'll finish up our training tip thursday with that and um that gives you something horsey training to think about and something people training so. it, it's sort of funny this fancy equipment that julianne has she's like don't move don't move your fingers and your hands because it's going to pick up all of that so a, a good example of how the work works I'm sitting at the dining room table and I start playing with my fingers on the table and she gives me this look. So I catch myself, oh, because we call that tired where I'm overreacting, underreacting. I'm not doing the picture, which is to sit still. So all of a sudden I'm sitting again and I start playing with this thing on the table and all of a sudden my negative pole goes up and it's like, all of a sudden adjustment, oh, stand still, you know, don't move. So it's kind of cool to sort of seeing alpha kick in and sort of recalibrate. Um, Definitely. So yeah, anyway, Very um, cool. that's my story. And probably go cut all of that out. But oh, no, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know who has the power here. <laughs> well, thank you for allowing us to come into your homes, yada, yada, yada. As I always say, when people say thank you, I say the way you thank me is to pass it on. Exactly. And we will hear from you again next week, Bruce. And um, to everybody else, have a good night. Have a blessed one. You're listening to Winnie Tales, the official podcast of Nature's View and the Marley Project, brought to you by JA Media Productions.